you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Merry Christmas, everyone. Welcome to the Daily NFL Fantasy Live podcast. Yes, we work for you. On Christmas Day, we're going to help set up with get you all the big injury news for Week 17 if you're playing in a championship. We'll also look ahead to next year, tell you some guys who might be flying under the radar during your fantasy draft. And my favorite part, guys, Santa's going to stop by and give out presents. Santa's coming in? Yes. You know what, Santa, I actually talked to him a little bit before. He uh-huh. said that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Re- seriously? We're going we're gonna to go with that? Real- Any movie that takes place with Christmas as a background no. is a Christmas movie. Wrong. They mention it in the movie. Which Wrong. is why I watch Batman Returns on Christmas every year. Yeah. Wow, you Come are on, a man. hater. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky Horror, is that a Christmas movie? Yeah, well, the big, the big hey, event takes place on Christmas, Christmas Day. Christmas? We're changing yes. into regular people. <laughs> you can't do that no more. We're changing. This is a whole thing just to get Elliot to do his Rocky Four impression right there. All right, we have more shenanigans on the way. And, yes, Santa will stop by. And I know he has presents for all three of you. So many shenanigans. <laughs> Fantasy Michael McDonald is back. Enjoy the podcast. Well, Merry Christmas from a strange place. We're in Moscow, everyone. <laughs> movie? Rocky Four, which is not a Christmas movie, by the way. <laughs> of course it's a Christmas movie. Jason Smith here with Fantasy Hall of Famer Michael Fabiano. Remember, you can always submit your questions and get the latest fantasy news by following us at NFL Fantasy. Time now for some headlines, even on Christmas Day. Speaking on his weekly radio show Tuesday, Aaron Rodgers said, quote, We have done a scan, and we are going through the process of evaluation, but I can say definitively we will know by Thursday. He also stated, quote, I think it's easier if we get the decision out of the way on Thursday and move forward. So this means tomorrow, watch NFL Fantasy Live, all the fallout, what you should do with Aaron Rodgers. Earlier this week, Packers head coach Mike McCarthy said the plan was for the team to upgrade receiver Randall Cobb's reps in practice on Thursday. He's not yet been activated from the short-term IR, but Fabs, if he plays this weekend, can you just take him off IR, put him in your lineup? That's a tough sell for me, but then again, Week 17 championships in fantasy are pretty tough. Maybe if you need a third wide receiver, but it is a very risky proposition. All right, speaking of risky, you think, I'm going to put Jamal Charles out there in Week 17, and it's going to be great. Maybe not. The Chiefs may consider resting their starters this weekend against the Chargers. They're already locked into the five seed in the AFC playoff picture. Nothing they can do, and here's the bullet. 
Head coach Andy Reid told the media earlier this week that he's made no formal decision yet, but he's, quote, had some success resting starters in the past. Everybody's getting reps this week, Fab, so what do you do? Well, I don't know that you can play Jamal Charles. I would expect their starters to maybe play a couple of series and then leave the game. Niall Davis is a nice sleeper in this contest, a very talented running back who, if he sees a big workload, could give you somewhere around 10 to 15 fantasy. So right now, you, you would start Davis over Jamal Charles with this I want to hear more from Andy Reid, but right now, I would be shocked if Charles, Alex Smith, Dwayne Bowe, any of those guys play more than one or two series. All right, we'll have more on this story as it gets closer to Sunday as well. Vikings running back Adrian Peterson and Toby Gerhardt could both miss this weekend's game against the Lions. Both Peterson and Gerhardt missed practice on Tuesday while players have today off from practice due to the holiday. Peterson pulled out of the team's last game against the Bengals in the third quarter, dealing with foot and groin injuries. Gerhardt dealing with a hamstring issue so fast. This could be the sequel for Matt Asiata. <laughs> Is it going to be a as good as Die Hard 2, which, by the way, Die Hard 1 was not a Christmas movie. Now you've got to take a look at Matt Asiata again. Keep tabs on the status of both Peterson and Gerhardt. Really, there's no reason to play Peterson at this point. Gerhardt, I'd play him if he's healthy. Okay, they're both Christmas movies, but are you starting Asiata? He had 85 carries for 51 yards last week. Asiata is the starting running back of the Vikings, he is a flex starter, and no diehard is not a Christmas movie. All right, moving on, the Oakland Raiders have announced that Terrell Pryor will start the team's Week 17 matchup against the Broncos. Pryor hasn't started since Week 10, and because of this, Pryor's agent is accusing the Raiders of setting him up to fail. Raiders head coach Dennis Allen disagrees. Well, first is I'd say that's the stupidest thing I've ever freaking heard. You know, no coach in their right mind. This isn't, this isn't the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. All right, this isn't made for TV, TV drama. Okay, this is football, and uh, we make our football decisions based solely on that. He said the same thing about Fantasy Live earlier this year. You know, this is the holiday season. It's Christmas. <laughs> We're not getting a lot of goodwill there from, uh, from Coach Allen. But I like Terrell Pryor as a sleeper this week. The last time he played the Broncos, almost 19 fantasy points. Low end one this week? Low what end one. For you? Yes, no doubt about that. I, hey, you guys know me. I love me some TP. I've loved him all season long. Then he unfortunately got hurt. Matt McGloin took over the job. But Terrell Pryor can get the job done for you if you need a quarterback in Week 17. Not worried you haven't been able to use TP since Week 10. <laughs> I'm not going to answer that <laughs> at all. For more now, let's throw it over to Elliot Harrison and Marcus. Marcus, Grant. tell them Die Hard's not a Christmas I, movie. I, I, I don't. I really don't want any part of that conversation. Now I have some TP. Ho, ho, ho. Marcus Grant here, Elliot Harrison, and we are taking a look now at the top 10 quarterbacks on NFL.com that were heading into the season based on ADP. That's average draft position. You take a look right here, Marcus. You see Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, the familiar names. But if we're spinning, spinning it forward about quarterbacks that may have jumped in the top 10 based on what they accomplished this year or down the back half of the schedule, what are you seeing Next year. Well, a guy that I really like is Philip Rivers, and I know we never talk about Philip Rivers on this never. show ever at all. Every week. Philip Rivers was a guy who had a fantasy resurrection this year. Mike McCoy came in and and really helped revive him. And along with Philip Rivers, certainly helped Antonio Gates regain some relevancy, helped Keenan Allen be a, a candidate for rookie of the year. But yep. Philip Rivers looks like the guy that we saw a few years ago. He's maybe not quite as prolific as he was early in his career, but he's still good enough that he warrants consideration as a top 10, maybe even a top five fantasy quarterback next year. How much do you like Keenan Allen? I like Keenan Allen a lot. Well, I'll tell you a guy I like a lot, young player just like Keenan Allen, is Nick 
Foles. Nick Foles is going to have the same head coach. Okay, he's going to have the same cast of characters. They've developed young players there in Philadelphia. Okay, you have Deshaun Jackson. You have Zach Ertz. You have Riley Cooper. And then LaShawn McCoy, you can make a legitimate case, number one pick in fantasy. I love Nick Foles going next year. The other thing I like, Marcus, is he doesn't give you the dreaded negative two in fantasy that kills you like Eli Manning does. Nick Foles, good player. Now, you've got a controversial one, another young quarterback. Give it to me. I've got one, Andy Dalton, who is borderline in those top ten quarterbacks for next season. And you look at Andy Dalton, it is truly a roller coaster on some weeks. You don't get a whole lot. I mean, there are weeks where he will give you single digits, which you just can't have out of your fantasy quarterbacks. But then there are weeks like what we saw in week 16 where he went up and was a 30-point guy against the Minnesota Vikings. And so that kind of has him right on the fringe. Just sort of like coming into this year, we said guys like Tony Romo, Phillip Rivers, Matt Stafford were kind of those borderline guys. I think Andy Dalton starts next year with that stat. All right, if I'm sitting at home and I'm seeing a bunch of Andy Dalton highlights right now, I'm thinking, sell me on Andy Dalton. Sell me on Andy Dalton. Well, I think Andy Dalton's a guy. He certainly has A.J. Green, which is a big help. And I think another year of Giovanni Bernard in that backfield is a dynamic running back who Tyler can run. Eifert. Tyler Eifert there in the offense. I think a lot of those weapons coming back for a second year give Andy Dalton a little more confidence and a little more value. So I can take Andy Dalton second overall in my fantasy I year. would not do that. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> Coming up on NFL Fantasy Live, who filled in most heroically for fantasy fans this season to help secure a win? We'll tell you next when we reveal our winner for the spot start of the year. And Santa Claus, well, he's coming to town. So who's been naughty and who's been nice? Chris Kringle visits our set to give us the answer. NFL Fantasy Live is back in just a few, and Die Hard is, in fact, a Christmas movie. Keenum rolls to the right, sets up throwing deep, looking for Andre Johnson in the end zone, fingertip grab, and he's got it for the touchdown. Dalton back to throw, throws it for Marvin Jones, touchdown! Yes! Throws it for the end zone, touchdown Pittsburgh, great catch, Jericho Country. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live, the official fantasy football show of the National Football League. Jason Smith alongside Marcus Grant and Elliot Harrison. And guys, going to give out some hardware now. We've been giving out fantasy awards all week for tons of categories as voted on by the fans at home and our production staff here at NFL Network. Let's get right to it. Here are the nominees for spot start of the year. These are players who, due to a bye week, injuries, or a general displeasure with who's on your bench, you picked up, plugged into your lineup, and they gave you great production one week. Marvin Jones, week eight, four touchdowns, eight catches, 122 yards against the Jets, over 36 fantasy points, second most among wide receivers that week, trailing only Calvin Johnson, went for 329 against the Cowboys. That's the week the Ravens, Bears, Texans, Colts, Chargers, Titans, all on buys. Marvin Jones, a phenomenal week and could be the leader for this award. Also on the um, nominee list, Marcus, Case Keenum, who week nine, quarterbacks-wise, belonged to him. Yeah, he was huge against the Colts. 350 yards, he had three touchdowns, and if that wasn't enough, 26 rushing yards to boot, put up 28.6 fantasy points. That was third most among quarterbacks this week. Came about while guys like Peyton Manning, Carson Palmer, Matt Stafford, Colin Kaepernick was on a bye. Oh, Eli Manning was on a bye, too, but not that you missed him that week. <laughs> also in Week 9, Steelers wideout Jericho Cotri Elliott burst onto the fantasy scene for us in 2013. Yeah, Jericho Cotri, you know, people might be surprised by him, but uh, I think he started playing the NFL when Jimmy Key was still pitching for the Blue Jays. Uh, Jericho Cotri tore up the New England Patriots. It was surprising, but not to me. I recommended Jericho Cotri. In fact, I predicted that he would have 27.60 points, and he did. How specific. Really? That was very nice. I think I said 27.65 he would throw a pass, uh, but I, I messed that up. By the way, was that applause, or was that just dominoes all falling on the table? I think they were trying to wipe 
play us off the stage is what that was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. All right. So who is the winner? The winner for Spot Starter of the Year. Oh, by the way, Jericho Kotcher and I have the same fact. Prediction? Prediction? Uh, I predict he will open the envelope and tell us. That's yeah. really sealed tight. I'll tell you. It's really nice. Here we go. The winner is Marvin Jones. Congratulations to Marvin. He wins, receives 73% of the vote. Uh, guys, is this, was this really close in your minds? I don't think so. I think, you know, when you talk about spot stars, Marvin Jones is the guy that everybody looked at A.J. Green on that team, and, and Marvin Jones was probably even third behind Mohamed Sanu when you talked about Bengals wide receivers. So, I mean, in terms of, like, guys that you weren't going to play again but came up big, uh, he's the guy. Well, some of this is Marvin Jones, but, you know, Jason and I were talking in the dressing room, and the Jets, they, you know, they chose to deal away their best player, Darrell Rivas. They're secondary for a lot of games this year, Jason. We're letting wide receivers run around like kids at a public swimming pool. <laughs> hey, they did not let A.J. Green beat them. That was their goal, and that did not happen that week. Here's how it shook out. Marvin Jones, 73%. Not even close. Case Keenum, second. Jericho Cotchery, no votes. For Jericho Cotchery. That's small That's enough that doesn't even make it. The Jer- not, not even fans and family of Jericho Cotchery would vote for him in this one. Their internet was down that day. Yeah. Now, now, there is a margin of error by a few votes here and there, obviously, because, but Marvin Jones certainly was the number one winner. And guess what? Hey, our big winner has just joined the program, standing by right now with Michael Fabiano. Fabs, take it away. Thanks, guys. Michael Fabiano here. Joined now by the winner of our Fantasy Spot Start of the Year Award, Bengals wide receiver Marvin Jones. Merry Christmas, my friend. Hey, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to everybody. And uh, congratulations on winning this prestigious award in fantasy football, Spot Start of the Year. Thanks. I, I appreciate it. I definitely appreciate it. It's been a, been a, been a great year so far. Yeah. Now, I, I know you know the game that we're talking about, right? This is Week 8 against the Jets. You had a monster game, four touchdowns, nearly 36 fantasy points in that game. Now, did you get a lot of fantasy fans coming up to you after that game or that week after saying, Marvin, you helped me win my fantasy game this week? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was, it was, it was real crazy. And um, after, um, after, you know, ever I went, you know, they were like, hey, uh, man, you, you did so good. Or you scored like 50 in mine or you did something. <laughs> and, and, yeah, so it was, it, it, was, uh, it, it was a little crazy after that. I'll tell you one thing. If you make the fantasy fans happy, trust me, you will have a lot more fans out there on the streets after those big yeah. games. Now, we saw how explosive your offense could be this past week against the Minnesota Vikings. You guys were just fantastic. You've got yourself, A.J. Green, Mohamed Sanu. Do you think this offense gets enough credit for being as explosive as it can be? Well, I mean, I, I, think, I, think, I think we do. You know, I think we do. Um, if we don't, then, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter to us because we know uh, what we have in our room and in all of our rooms. And, and uh, we go out there and practice with each other and we all, uh, you know, just lift each other up, uh, you know, in terms of how we play and the things we do in practice. So we know what we, we have and I'm pretty sure other, other people know. But um, at the end of the day, it's just all about us going out there and, and continuing to do what we, can, what we do, you know, to contribute into uh, wins. Uh, to me, you guys have one of the best young wide receiving cores in the National Football League. Now, your quarterback, Andy Dalton, he scored the fifth most fantasy points among quarterbacks this season. That is fantastic. Talk about his maturation process throughout the course of his career and this season. I mean, it's been great. You know, ever since, you know, well, I, I came up, um, 
it just every year, you know, uh, he gets more and more in tune to, you know, you know wh what he's doing and, and, and how to lead the team. And he's been doing a great job of doing that and, and um, start stemming from, you know, this offseason. We went down there to Texas and, and threw with him and, and, you know, just had a good time out there. And, and um, that just goes to show you, you know, how, you know, how he he's, uh, took it upon himself to, to really get, get all of us involved and, and get a bond uh, going. And it's, it's, been, it's been great so far. Now, moving on to 2014, I think you're going to be a very, very nice sleeper. Another player that I think is going to have a big year in 2014 is your teammate, Giovanni Bernard. Now, if you can pass him along a message and tell him that Michael Fabiano said he is going to be a fantasy sleeper, a breakout <laughs> candidate on my fantasy man crush list. I don't know if he's going to take that well or not. But talk about Giovanni Bernard and why he has such major upside in the stat sheets coming up next season. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a dynamic player. He's a breakout player. And... And he's a player that could uh, that squeeze through little holes, and he he could he could go uh, go take anything the distance. And um, and and with us, what what our coach says is uh, in our wide receiver room is you all you always have to block. You know you, you can't you can't just uh, uh, butt up a guy and say okay the play is over because with two five in the in the backfield the play is never over. You know so uh, he's he's been great for us and it's. It's been great just watching him and, and blocking for that long, you know, and seeing him uh, do, uh, do all of these explosive runs. It's, it's been great. Marvin, once again, congratulations on winning Spot Start of the Year Award from NFL Fantasy Live. Merry Christmas to you and your family and continued success there with the Cincinnati Bengals. Good luck. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. And um, from, from all the Joneses, uh, Merry Christmas to all the staff and, and, um, and all the fans, everybody out there. Thank you so much, my man. We really appreciate it. Still to come, stars eventually burn out. It's just a matter of when and where. We'll take a look at the players who faded out of the first round of your 2014 fantasy drafts. I'm looking at you, Trent Richardson. And in 2013, a new crop of players flew under the fantasy radar. But Adam Rank believes that next season will be the year you won't want to sleep on them. Some sleepers for 2014 are coming up next. Only two days left to vote your favorite players to Hawaii for the 2014 Pro Bowl. With the new unconference Pro Bowl format, you can select the best players regardless of conference. Then, Pro Football Hall of Famers and this year's Pro Bowl captains Jerry Rice and Deion Sanders will draft their teams. Vote now for the NFL's All-Stars at NFL.com slash Pro Bowl Ballot. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Jason Smith alongside Elliot Harrison, Michael Fabiano, and Marcus Grant. All throughout the show, we're going to spin it forward towards next year's fantasy football season. But first, let's take a look at the top 12 players drafted in the first years, in the first round this past year. This is based on average draft position. Adrian Peterson, Marshall, Adrian Peterson, Marshawn Lynch, Arian Foster, Ray Rice, Doug Martin. Some names you're going to see in the first round next year and some names you're not going to see in the first round next year. So let's take a look at some guys who are going to fall out of the first round. And Fabs, Ray Rice leading the way out of the first round for 2014. One of the biggest busts in fantasy football this season. I can't believe I'm saying it. He's not an older back. He's not coming off a bad season. I think he had that hip problem, and it's hounded him throughout the course of this campaign. The Baltimore offensive line wasn't very good. As bad as he's been this year, though, guys, I really expect him to be healthy and bounce back in 2014 behind what should be an improved offensive line. The Ravens have to make improvements there. What round is he going? Second round. 
All right, Elliot, I wish you were telling me about how you thought C.J. Spiller was going to be a buster. I should have listened to you earlier in the preseason. I drafted him in three leagues. He crushed me in all three of my leagues, and now he's not going to be a first-rounder anymore. Don't feel bad. I made up for it by recommending Isaiah Pede two years ago. <laughs> uh, C.J. Spiller is a track guy, okay? Track guys don't have good reputations in the NFL. They never have, whether it's running back or wide receiver, for being a durable 30-touch back. And that's what you want from C.J. Spiller. If you're drafting him seventh overall, fellas, you wanted him to touch the ball 20 to 30 times. He's not that kind of guy. He always tries to balance everything outside. Moreover, the Bills rely on Fred Jackson when they really need to get it done. I don't like him next year, even in the second round. So third, fourth round for yes. Spiller. All right, Marcus, how about Trent Richardson? This could be one of those Sandra Bullock falling from space type falls out of the first round. It really is. This is going to be a guy who just tumbles throughout fantasy drafts. But I'll tell you this. I think Trent Richardson is poised for a big bounce back next year. The Colts gave up way too much to get this guy. They're not going to quit on him just yet. Donald Brown may not be back in Indianapolis. And for Trent Richardson, it's not a matter of lack of talent. It's a matter of trying to always hit the home run when sometimes a simple play will do. So all those times when he had big holes, he'll find a way to hit those holes that are there next year. May not be spectacular, but you'll get a, a good draft value, I think, on Trent Richardson next what, season. What round? Fifth round? Sixth I think round fifth later? round or something like that. I think he's going to tumble in a lot of drafts. People are going to stay away from him. If you decide to take a chance, I think you can get some, some good reward. All right, and that's a big Elliott Harrison philosophy. Know the value of a two-yard carry. Now, another running back who may fall out of the first round is Arian Foster, banged up in 2013, moving forward. Is he still a first-round pick, Fabs? He is, but we have to keep tabs on his rehab and recovery from this back ailment. Back surgeries, those are tough, for, especially for a running back who's had so much wear and tear on his body over the last few seasons. If we hear positive reports in the offseason, he's in for training camp. He's a late first-round pick. Any setbacks, well, he's going to fall. And if you watch some of this video, he does what we were just talking about. He always falls forward. He has that forward lean when he runs. He knifes through. I still like Arian Foster, especially with Ben Tate not being around. I like Foster more than I like this jacket. Yeah, I love well, this jacket. I, I think I like the jacket more than I like Arian Foster. I think I like Elliot's jacket more than I like all three of you. That's not surprising. <laughs> oh, that's not surprising. So you like Elliot's jacket more than you like Elliot. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. I like Jimmy Keith. <laughs> all right. Now, one player who could slip out of the first round next year, most likely will, is Doug Martin. He missed the majority of the year with a shoulder injury. So what can we expect with Martin's recovery? Friend of the program, Dr. Neil Gadadra, explains. So when it comes to Doug Martin, we've been dealing with this labral injury for a long time in his shoulder. The question was is that, you know, he had this labral injury a while ago. It looked as though he was about to come back, but now he's been on IR and he hasn't been playing. Part of that could be due to the fact that his backup running back is doing extremely well right now. So the question becomes, why is he not back in and what does this mean for the future for fantasy owners? Well, I'll tell you this, the labrum, as we discussed before, is kind of the bumper in the joint. It holds the joint in place. So when you tear it, it's not as important for running backs who hold the ball like this most of the time, as opposed to quarterbacks who have to hold their arm up. This is the position that actually will bother the labrum. So quarterbacks, it's a bigger issue than it is for a running back. This is the labrum that's torn that I'm showing here, the exact same tear that Martin has. See how it lifts up off the bone? When they repair it, it has to be repaired back down onto this using small plastic anchors that'll go in the bone with stitches that go around and push this back down onto the bone. So for Doug Martin, rehab is a cinch. He'll be six months of rehab, he'll be back on the field, and this shouldn't affect him at all for next year. He will still be a good pickup, and as a running back, this injury is not a big deal. It's something that he can just fight through, and he'll be back on the field in no time. 
Always love watching operations on television. They make it look so easy. Why would I even go to medical school? Ouch. I just learned how to do a torn labrum replacement in like 30 seconds. Yeah, I'm not hiring you to I'm do not. my torn <laughs> I'm not hungry for uh, fajitas right now. I can tell you that. Now, Elliot, you tore your labrum back in 2002. So what does this mean for Doug Martin as far as what he's got to do football-wise? Because you have experience with this. Right. Basically, it's going to affect two things. One, it's going to affect pass protection because he probably won't be as strong pushing. Your shoulder effects. It's not all about bench press. Secondly, it's going to affect his mobility catching the football with his right hand. As far as running the football, he's a high and tight guy. Think Tiki Barber when you think of Doug Martin. I don't think this is going to affect him running the football. It will affect, affect his mobility, though. He may not be as good a pass catcher as he was uh, last year. Fabs, what was Harrison's ADP coming off the uh, torn labrum? Do you remember? He dropped a little bit. He okay. was probably round four, round five, but he did end up with second round value, so... Harrison was a very nice value pick. I gotta ask you, which shoulder is it that's hey, messed up here? Uh, Harrison ran a 4-4 about 15 years ago. Which, which shoulder? Glory days. Which one? Right here. Does this hurt? Does that hurt? A little bit. Okay. <laughs> All right. So real quick, guys, what round are you taking Doug Martin in next year? Ooh. Did you just look at me first? Yeah. I think you, you did. You your labor. I think you did. I would take Doug Martin in the third round. Second round. Second round. All right, so still an early pick, though maybe wow, not that's what fun. he was this year. He's a running back. Second round. Early third. You know me, Harry. You know, you love running back. I always draft him. All right, so from guys you're taking in the first and second or maybe even third rounds next year to players who you're going to take much later than that. It's never too early to start thinking about sleepers. So to fill you in on some under-the-radar guys to target for next year, let's throw it over to Adam Reich. Hey everybody, how you doing? This is Adam Rank here, and every week I give you 11 sleepers that can help you win your fantasy week. And if you need some sleepers for week 17, well, guess what? You're out of luck. I'm not doing that. You guys should have had your championship games this week, but I'll tell you what I'm going to do. In the spirit of Christmas, I'm going to give you 11 guys that can help you out for 2014. Why don't we take a look at some of those names right now and leading the way, Ryan Tannehill, if you've seen him play, he's been pretty good. Dennis Johnson, Ben Tate, Andre Ellington, Michael Floyd, Cordell Patterson, Marquise Goodwin, Derek Rogers, Timmy Wright, Ladarius Green, but let's go right back up to the top and Ryan Tannehill, a guy who has scored at least 21 fantasy points in three of his last four games. And as a matter of fact, he has thrown 23 touchdown passes this season, the most of any Dolphins quarterback not named Dan Marino. And when you think about how much trouble this team's had on the offensive line, Tannehill is going to be so much better, so much improved next season. Don't draft a quarterback early. You can wait and pick up a guy like Ryan Tannehill. Let's move on to the running back position. We saw Ben Tate get an audition with the Houston Texans this season, and he played pretty well. Now the big question is, where does he end up next year? Well, he could be in Cleveland. He could be in Oakland. It doesn't matter because he's going to be a featured back, and he has shown enough in this small sample size of 2013 that he can be an elite featured running back so keep an eye on him he will be good for you next year let's go on to the wide receiver position i'm gonna go i'm gonna give you two guys but we'll start with cordero patterson one of the big play receivers coming out of that Miami, or excuse me minnesota vikings offense he's had a touchdown in four consecutive games he's had at least 11 fantasy points in three consecutive weeks this guy is going to be a big time player next year get him on your radar watch the vikings this week i know i wouldn't normally tell you to watch the vikings but do it this week watch him play you'll be drafting him next year and finally let's talk a little bit about michael floyd the arizona cardinals wide receiver who has really stepped up this season as you see right there he leads the team in receiving yards he leads the team in most receiving yards per game and he's had seven big-time plays of more than 25 yards this season. He is just starting to find his stride 
as a wide receiver, excuse me, wide receiver in the NFL. And if they get a better quarterback in Arizona, that'll be all the better. So those are some guys to watch this weekend. And if for more guys, you can check out NFL.com slash ranks 11. See my full list. We talk about it and we'll get you set up for 2014. But now still to come, the world should be a nicer place this time of season. But don't tell that to the people on Twitter. We pay homage to Jimmy Kimmel and we read some angry tweets sent to us by the Twitterverse when NFL Fantasy Live continues. Akbar, his fantasy football advice is a trap. Really? You know what? Why don't you call me then? 619 Come get some. Still to come, right in time for Christmas, it's the gift that keeps on giving. A special 2014 edition of our fantasy feedback to get you ready for next year's draft. Plus, our week-long fantasy awards continue. The highly contested Rookie of the Year award announcement still to come. All the nominees deserve it, but only one can win. And it's officially Christmas when Santa Claus makes his visit to NFL Fantasy Live to set the record straight on who's been naughty and nice this year on the program. Watch out, Brandon Whedon. Watch out. That's naughty. It's NFL Fantasy Live. Time now for Engineered to Win, presented by Volkswagen. Jason Smith here alongside all the guys. We're going to put 1.30 on the clock and then just let it rip, go through as many fantasy genius fan-submitted questions as we can. These are all questions being asked about next season. Ready? Here we go. First question, where should you draft Josh Gordon in 2014, Marcus? I think he's a second-round pick. He is the second receiver off the board after Calvin Johnson. Second-round pick, no question about it. 15th overall. Where should you draft Julio Jones in 2014? Ooh, cookies and cream. I go 20th overall. Cookies and cream, that's pretty good. Julio Jones, pretty good too. Second or third round. Exactly. Late second, early third round for Julio Jones. Midnight cookies and cream. Chocolate ice cream with cookies and cream. That's next level. Ooh. Randall Cobb in 2014. Where do you draft him? I think Randall Cobb probably falls somewhere around the fourth or fifth round for me. I agree. I say fourth round. He's going to be a nice value between the 40 and 45th pick overall. What about no Sean Marino? Oh, Fantasy Predator weighing in. It, he, Fabs? Fantasy Predator wants to know if Marino is going to be in Denver next season. We uh, don't assume know that. he's in Denver. Assume, okay. Second round. Wow. Second round. Thank you, Fantasy Predator, wherever you may be. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I think, I think you get him around the second round somewhere. Where do you draft Peyton Manning in 2014? I think Peyton Manning is a guy you will see probably early second round. I say in some drafts, not my draft, but in some drafts, he may even get into the late first round. I'm not taking him in the first or second or third or fourth or fifth. Somebody else can have him. He'll probably go in the first round in a lot of leagues, but I'm not taking him there. I completely agree with you there. Somebody's going to take him there, but I'm right there with you. Why do it? Where do you draft Zach Stacy in 2014? Zach Stacy, top of the second round. Second round pick. I think he goes mid to late second round. All right, and how about Rob Gronkowski coming off many injuries? Where do you go with him? I think Gronk falls to somewhere around the seventh or eighth round. I'm going, I'm going fifth or sixth as long as he's expected to be back for week one. No way. I, I would take him third or fourth round. It's too wow. hard to find a tight end. It's too hard to trust, though, if you hear reports about when he's going to come back. Boy, is he going to play? Is he going to play? It's gonna we be hard went to do through that. all of that this season. Remember that. <laughs> all right. That was Engineered to Win presented by Volkswagen. Now, our good friend Jimmy Kimmel occasionally has celebrities read angry tweets about themselves. Since we here at Fantasy Live are in the business of giving advice, we tend to get a few angry tweets now and then ourselves. So to pay homage to the Jimmy Kimmel Show, here's a few NFL Fantasy Live reads angry tweets. Hey, at Molly Karam, why are you dressed like a video girl in a rap video while reporting on NFL Network? Class it up a bit. Hashtag true talk. Well, Tariq, what's your favorite drink? Haterade? 
Jason, you seem like a nice enough guy, but your jokes are terrible. Sorry, someone had to tell you. Hey, at Adam Rank, nice socks. I didn't know Oshkosh Magosh had a fall line. Hashtag fashion fail. Well, joke's on you. They're tough skins. At Michael Fabiano, you know what happens when I don't listen to your opinion? I make the finals in all five of my leagues. Hashtag coming for your job. Akbar, his fantasy football advice is a trap. Really? You know what? Why don't you call me then? 619. Come get some. At NFL Fantasy, Marcus Grant looks exactly like Geno Smith, and just like Geno, his picks are terrible. You do, you know. You do a little you know, bit. I've, I've never heard that before. A, a little bit. I've I never thought heard you were going to say that his picks are terrible. That's, that's <laughs> what I was talking about. Oh, no. I, that's, that was the whole Christmas. thing. You don't even have the Christmas spirit. The Geno Smith thing, I don't get that at all. I don't yeah. understand that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where that comes from. You know, from. Pirate Steve on our team, where it's a pirate. No, you don't you get that? You have a pirate on our team? <laughs> how angry do you guys get when you get a tweet from somebody that really just, just takes on? It really depends like on how nasty it is. Typically, it doesn't bother me. But some of them, they go a little bit over the top. Apparently, I don't get upset at all. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Who can get upset at Elliot when he's wearing such a lovely corduroy jacket? You know, you we, were... didn't, we didn't have any angry Tony Romo tweets. That's why Elliot uh, didn't get upset. Oh, he's yeah. got a long list of them. <laughs> <laughs> Still to come, it can't be Christmas without a visit from old St. Nick. He stops by with a list of who's been naughty and who's been nice on NFL Fantasy Live this season. There he is. He might even bring some gifts with him. Look at that. What's he going to put under the Christmas tree? Oh, it's a football. A football. Wait a, a minute. football. Wake up, stupid! Oh. Wow, Santa needs some lessons. That's a tough spin there. We looked at Santa. We, uh, we like the Easter Bunny better for uh, AT&T. <laughs> Let's stick around. In the spirit of the holidays, the Indianapolis Colts spent time spreading holiday cheer at Riley Hospital in Indianapolis. Seven Colts players, including quarterback Andrew Luck, as well as team cheerleaders, continued what has become an annual team tradition by caroling through the hallways of the hospital while handing out gifts to patients and signed posters to each room. Happy holidays, everyone. And now to a man who needs no introduction. Ho, ho, ho. Happy holidays, everyone. Santa Claus here, along with Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison, and Marcus Grant. Santa. Time now to decide if you fellows have been naughty or nice for this season. Let's begin with you, Mr. Fantasy Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano. Tell me why you've been nice this year. Santa. He's a little creepy. It's Santa, though. <laughs> Santa, I have dispersed good fantasy advice, well, mostly good fantasy advice, all season long, and I try to help people win championships, and I think I brought championships to a lot of homes out there. Are you telling me the truth, young man? Mostly. Oh, let's see if Mr. Fabiano is telling the truth. He's creepy. I've been talking about Lamar Miller the entire offseason. Lamar Miller, I love you, man. I am expecting big things from you. I love Trent Richardson, guys. I absolutely think he is going to be a top five fantasy running back this season. Uh, the Cardinals, I don't know if it's a traditional sleeper unit, because if you look at the last couple of years, they always finish somewhere in the top 12 in fantasy points at the defensive spot. Another player that I like there in that New England offense is Kembrell Tompkins. Now, you ask, who is Kembrell Tompkins? Well, this is an undrafted rookie out of Cincinnati, who, oh, by the way, has been the most impressive receiver outside of Danny Amendola in Patriots camp. Hmm. Some good advice there. However, I've had to listen to Blitzen all week tell me how he won our league of record in the North Pole because I started Lamar Miller for most of the season. <laughs> Sorry about that, yeah. Blitzen. And you also did ruin the end of Sons of Anarchy for many viewers by blowing it. 
for people who they are watching the show. They had a week to watch the show, Santa. <laughs> Michael, a in, week. The, in the North Pole, only season no. five is on Netflix. Sarah, You're trying to catch up. At the end of last season. But Santa loves all his children, so please, as a big baseball fan, I know you are, please come get your gift here. This has been picked out especially for you. <laughs> there you go. Please take that. Is this toilet paper? Santa Claus wants you to keep warm this year. <laughs> the Red Sox onesie. You can celebrate them winning the World Series. <laughs> this is like a onesie for Akbar, not me. Well, well, Guinness, maybe. You can shrink it a little bit. Put it in the dryer. Thanks, Santa. Give it some time. Yeah. It'll be okay. <laughs> Elliot Harrison. I especially enjoy your appearances on the show, young man. I uh, appreciate that, Santa. All right. Now, can you tell me, have you been naughty or nice this season? Well, I, I think I've been really nice because between writing 6,724 articles a week for NFL.com, <laughs> as well as having six different bosses tell me I put the wrong cover sheet on my blue TPS report, I, I feel like I've squeezed some good fantasy advice in there somewhere. Well, no? I agree. Yeah? I agree. Yeah. I want to address that with jacket. you, but first, let's see if Mr. Harrison is indeed telling the truth about himself. I like Greg Little this year. You mentioned Josh Gordon being out. Browns fans were down on this guy. His hands were bad early last year. The Browns are going to need him early on. Let me tell you right now, Stephen Ridley, even if he only gets 60% of the carries, is still going to run for 12 to 1,300 yards. And it's not so much that I just like Kenny Stills. I like the situation. At the end of the day, Kenny Stills has opportunity. I think LaShawn McCoy is going to have a better year under Chip Kelly than he had any of the years under Andy Reid. I like LaShawn McCoy a lot this year. He's easily a top five pick. So you did have some good advice there, young man. However, I disagree completely with your power rankings every week. I, I would, I would too. And my recommendation of Daryl Richardson as a sleeper. I, I've actually posted. I'm an honest child. For comments, and you've never posted back to me I, uh, under Kay Kringle. I'm sorry. And then you, were, when you were five years old, did I bring you that Don Meredith autograph that you wanted? Yeah, but it was in a road blue jersey. Mm, I wanted it white. You're a purist, aren't you? I am. And I know you're a big fan of music. You like to sing. These crazy songs from the 70s I on Fantasy I, Live. So please come get your present because you have I'm a nice so after all. This. <laughs> this, Santa had to go deep onto eBay for that. <laughs> there you go. Can you please show everyone at home? Yeah! Please show everyone. You know it. Your Michael right McDonald there. album. And, uh, I, I got to tell you, there's some great hits on this, but <laughs> if you really want to go with the best ones, Santa, I keep forgetting. Mm, can you give it, me a little fantasy Michael McDonald, my friend? I, I, I can't. <laughs> Because you've done that so much on the show, and now you're coming up short, just like Daryl Richardson. Yeah, I am. Hey! Sorry. This is amazing. I like my gift. That's awesome. I know. A Michael McDonald album for a man who sings fantasy Michael McDonald on the show, except when we ask him to. All the times he goes over time, and our producers say, please, cut this segment. No, he continues to sing except for now. Well... I know you're not a pressure player, but that's okay. Santa loves you. And Santa loves you. Well, you need no introduction. Mr. Geno Smith, welcome. I would uh, like to shake your hand. I, Thank I, you very much I, for I, coming. I'm, I'm, I think you have me confused, Santa. No, I know. False modesty for you, young man. That was a, quite a touchdown run against the Browns on Sunday. Uh, thanks? Yes, very nice. Hey, is Rex going to get sacked? Please let me know. I, I'm, I'm not. You know what? Yeah, he's, he's done. Oh, thank you for the inside information. You gave out some pretty good fantasy advice this year as well. Let's take a look at not only being quarterback for the Jets, Geno Smith giving out his fantasy advice as well. He has a new coach in there, Rob Chudzinski. North Turner has come in as the offensive coordinator. And they've built this offense around the strengths of Brandon Wheat, a guy that I really do like. We talked about the Patriots and them spreading the ball around. 
they're kind of short on pass catchers, which is why I like Danny Amendola. I'm all about Sir Reginald Alfred Bush of the seconds. I mean, I, I think this is a guy who's in a great spot for his skill set. He is my breakout. I mean, he's a guy who last year really played well, especially near the end of the season. Five touchdowns in his final seven games over the end of the 2012 season. Very good fantasy advice, except that Brandon Whedon as a sleeper kind of came back to bite you. He went back to sleep. Yes, I didn't realize did. that. Well, that one, certainly, though, you have been nice most of the time, except for that Brandon Whedon advice. So let me make sure, because you had him as a sleeper, I can give you this present. Mrs. Claus was up very late making this one here, Mr. Geno Smith. I would stick to quarterbacking. But here, since he's a, such a sleeper for you, here he is, a pillow as your sleeper getting sacked. <laughs> There we go. Please, please show that to everyone at home. We oh. on the ground. At least he's protecting the football. So at least you didn't get a minus two on that. Thank you, Santa. Oh, you're welcome, Mr. Geno Smith. Have a phenomenal next season, no matter who the head coach is. Coming up next, the gift giving continues. We hand out the award for Fantasy Rookie of the Year. Ho, ho, ho. This is the very festive NFL Fantasy Live. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Our 2014 NFL Fantasy Live award season continues on Thursday. We're going to give away the Fantasy Sophomore of the Year award between Andrew Luck, Russell Wilson, Josh Gordon, and the best single-game fantasy performance. A couple of seven-touchdown performances there by Peyton Manning and Nick Foles, and, of course, Jamal Charles and his 50-burger that he put up a couple weeks ago that knocked Michael Fabiano Why out of the Why do you have bar. to remind me? I just have to say it. It happened. Then on Friday, the waiver wire pickup of the year, Zach Stacy, Alshon Jeffrey, Julius Thomas, and then the big one, the Fantasy Live Player of the Year. Is it Peyton? Is it Drew Brees? Or is it Jamal Charles? Again, that's coming up on Friday. Jason Smith alongside Elliot Harrison, Michael Fabiano, and Marcus Grant. Now we're going to give out our award for Fantasy Rookie of the Year. You, the fans at home, voted for the winner on NFL.com. And before we open up the big envelope, here are the nominees. And first up is Eddie Lacy, who fabs. You've mentioned him a little bit this year, but not too much. Yeah, only a few hundred times in trying to acquire him in a trade, and you wouldn't do it, Smith. Eddie Lacy is going to be a first-round pick next season. This kid is a top-10 fantasy running back. He runs successfully with the football on all three downs. He's a goal back. He can even catch the ball in the backfield a little bit. Eddie Lacy is a star in the making. I see what you mean by the dominoes now, Elliot, after hearing them again. Yes. Uh, let's get to Keenan Allen. Because can we get he, him again? Uh, we might be able to. Sound How about Keenan Allen? I like Keenan Allen a lot. I love his athletic ability. And there we go right there. I love that. Let me tell you what I really like about Keenan Allen, that he could play at this level as a rookie. How many rookie wide receivers have really come in the NFL and been productive? Anquan Bolden, Randy Moss, A.J. Green. You can't think of that many after him. Terry Glenn's another one. It's about every Terry couple of Glenn. years. Terry Glenn, that's how far you have to go back. That's why I like this guy in year two. I think Keenan Allen is not going to have any drop-off next year. No drop-off. You, you forgot Stephen Hill. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Giovanni Bernard, Marcus, he saved a lot of people. He absolutely did. And I've been saying all year, multiple is the buzzword in the NFL, especially with running backs, guys who can run it, guys who can catch it. We thought that Gio Bernard was poised maybe in his second year to take over as the top back in that Bengals offense. He was ahead of schedule. He did that midway through the season, made Ben Jarvis Greenellis kind of a secondary back, kind of a goal line back, if anything. And I think Bernard only gets better going forward. All right, so here's the winner, and it is. You guys have any guesses? I'm going Lacey. Lacey Allen's an underdog. Let's see. Really stuck together well. And the winner is Eddie Lacey with the All black right, man. Very nice. nice. <laughs> the fantasy rookie of the year results. 
Giovanni Bernard got 10% of the vote. Keenan Allen, 30%. Eddie Lacy, 60% of the vote. So, Marcus, where are you drafting him next season? I think Eddie Lacy is easily a first-round pick. And it's hard to imagine us saying that about a Green Bay Packers running back. They've been looking for somebody to carry the load for a couple of years. Eddie Lacy is that guy. Well, you had him on green. You had Ryan Grant since then. Eddie Lee Ivory. Not so much <laughs> Edgar Bennett. But Eddie Lacy's the first-round pick. Marcus is exactly right. Both in standard and PPR leagues. I do think, Jason, as we look at the, the results here, that Eddie Lacy, a lot of this has to do with the position that he plays. You know, Keenan Allen's a wide receiver. People feel like they can go and find a wide receiver. It's a lot harder to find a running back. And you can plug Harlan Huckleby in that offense, too, what he would do pretty I was well. wondering if you could pull that one out. <laughs> <laughs> you and Eddie Lee Ivory had to go Harlan Huckleby. All right, let's move on. What, what about Giovanni Bernard? Where, where do you draft him next year? You guys know I like Gio a lot. He's going to be on the man crush list right next to Lacey. I'm going to say someone's going to draft him end of the second round, beginning of the third round. Could be me. Yeah, I was thinking 20th overall. I wouldn't really want to go much higher than that. If you're sitting there at 14th or 15th, I would not move on him. I made that mistake with David Wilson this year in our Experts League. I will not do that again. So to me, this guy's at top of the third round back. Keenan Allen, Marcus, obviously Phillip Rivers' number one wide receiver. He went through a renaissance this year and a big offense. Where do you draft him? I think Keenan Allen's a guy you find somewhere late in the second. Probably earlier in the third is more where you're going to Keenan Allen. I think he's a guy who is another one who's really going to step up and play well. He is suddenly the lead receiver in that Chargers offense that has bounced back under Mike McCoy this year, and I think he's going to be a guy that helps a whole lot of people when it comes to fantasy next season. You know, we talk about wide receivers running backs. It's really hard to draft a wide receiver, as you talked about, Elliot, to say, yeah, yeah, he's going to give us some kind of production his first year. Running backs-wise, it's almost like if we see the guy, if he has talent, he's going to be able to produce because that's what happens with running backs. Absolutely, and I think some people got sucked into the Monte ball trap on that exact theory. The only thing about Keenan Allen that concerns me drafting him that high, Marcus, is how much the Chargers like to run the football under Mike McCoy. Will that hurt his yardage total? I know he'll get the touchdowns. He's a great red zone target. I'm worried that he's not going to get the Josh Gordon-type yardage. I, I think I think it's possible though, and I think you know you, you see what happens with a guy like Antonio Gates, who's getting down near the end of his career. The other receivers in that Charger offense have been inconsistent in terms of health; they Vincent just can't Brown. stay on the field. Yeah. They're talented guys; they just can't stay healthy. And I think Keenan Allen, as long as he stays on the field, gets a lot of uh, a good rapport with Philip Rivers. And there are a lot of good young wide receivers now in the National Football League. We're talking about Josh Gordon, Keenan Allen, yep. Alshon Jeffrey. So there are more options at that position, especially at the top of the position. There have been in a not few years. Greg Little. <laughs> not no, Greg Little. Not Greg Little. Not so Sorry, much. pal. Ooh, that was kind of tough. But Santa still gave you a nice present. You got, a, you got a Cleveland Browns wide receiver, just the wrong one. What do you draft Miles Austin's hamstring? Uh, just right behind Michael McDonald. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> That's a wrap, fantasy fans. Join us tomorrow for the latest news. Plus, we reveal the winners for best single game fantasy performance and sophomore player of the year. NFL Fantasy Live returns tomorrow, 5 p.m. Eastern. Merry Christmas. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.